Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, I'm Josh McDonnell, and this is the NGen podcast recorded at Forbes Street Studios. In this monthly podcast, we take a look at some of the big issues facing the younger generation in media. Today, I'm joined by Adeity Deets, great nickname, Bala investment exec at Mediacom, and Mark Lucas, an account director at Mediacom. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Um, So I guess, you know, first and foremost, this this topic today, diversity, uh, I think where we kick things off, it's a pretty important issue that, you know, it never goes away, and it's something that we all need to, you know, ensure that we keep a close eye on and are all aware of. So for us, I guess... Why is the issue of diversity one worth addressing, in your opinions? And um, whoever wants to kick it off, go nuts. Oh, I'm happy to kick off. Um, thanks for having us today, Josh. Oh, no worries. Um, I guess, you know, living in Australia and coming from South Africa, which I do, mm-hmm. um, both are very diverse countries. And so, you know, we, we live in a community that is truly diverse. And so by having diversity and inclusion in the workplace, make sure that the work that we're doing reflects the diversity of the countries that we live in. Okay, brilliant. And dates, you go. I definitely agree with that. I think personally, diversity is something that I've grown up not battling, but it's something that, you know, is all around us. And as you said, it's something that never really goes away. Mm. Um, And there's so many different aspects to it that it's just something that people need to be talking about. So I think it's really important, and particularly in the workplace, because you spend most of your time in a workplace. Mm. So you need to feel um, included and. Uh, comfortable as well so yeah Brilliant. and I mean you've got a little bit of a snapshot of what Mediacom is sort of doing in this space and I guess to give us an idea on how Mediacom stacks up in the industry when it comes to the issue of diversity yeah uh, so I guess to start off with we have 22 different nationalities who speak 27 different languages and we have you know, a 60-40 female-male split which I think is super important as well as our executive leadership team which is a 50-50 male-female split, which I think is great. So that's like a big snapshot. But I guess another another element is we, you know, we really cultivate our culture. Mm. Everyone is a part of, you know, being part of that culture and how it is for everyone in the workplace. It's not something that's mandated. It's definitely something that's nurtured through everyone. And you can really see that through, you know, we have an annual behaviours day every year and that's 90% of it is just celebrating everyone in Mediacom coming together. It's really, it's really just about that. And I specifically this year was about diversity and it was about coming together and celebrating that. So yeah, I think it's something that we find really important and it's close to my heart as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess what's the, uh, what's the conversation like internally when you get, when the topic's brought up, you know, it must be 
must be like, you know, they, they all sound like pretty good initiatives. It must sound, it does sound like it's a good focus. What, what's the internal conversation sound like? Give us a sneak peek into, I guess, how you approach it. Well, I've recently been um, selected onto the uh, the committee for our diversity and inclusions um, initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen sort of firsthand the excitement that our staff are seeing um, around this initiative. Um, just the opportunity that they have to be involved, um, uh, not, a, to, not only to sort of develop the programs that we'll implement, but also, you know, getting involved with the Im- implementation of those programs nationwide, uh, right from the grassroots level up. Um, so they're really excited about having that opportunity and, and having a say. It's sort of, a, you know, an, initi- an initiative for the people, by the people. Okay. And I, I guess you sort of mentioned this on a very, you know, top line level so far. So I'll go a little bit. I'll go a little bit deeper. What's MediaCom doing to combat like the lack of diversity in the industry? Because you know, I mean, we're doing well, um, and this is probably what I hear more than anything else. It's just it does. It's not done well across the board everywhere. So what is MediaCom doing specifically that makes you know? Well, like Dee's just mentioned, um, you know, we've already got a really great culture of inclusivity and, and diversity at Mediacom already. Uh, but I guess we've sort of taken the next step to underpin that with some sort of policy and structure. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the start of that process was um, a survey that was recently um, undertaken across WPP, AUNZ. Um, and really that was just to assess where we stand currently, currently in terms of uh, diversity and inclusion. Um, and those results from that survey would go and um, inform a diversity and inclusion strategy. And this whole initiative was, um, you know, the brainchild of our CEO, Mike Conahan. Um, so it really shows that, you know, the top management truly believe um, in and are committed to our staff. Um, and the aim is to build a diverse and inclusive environment for everyone to thrive in. Um, so, you know, following on from that survey, we're going to take those results and put it into what we're calling our All Means All initiative. Um, so that's a global Group M initiative, um, Media, Mediacom being part of Group M. And within that All Means All initiative, we've got five different pillars that are focus areas. Mm-hmm. Um, those being gender, um, meaning sort of gender equality for men and women. Um, ability, so regardless of any disability that a person might have, you know, having those equal opportunities at Mediacom. Um, culture, meaning mix of ethnicities, mm-hmm. uh, generation, so not being biased to any age group, um, and pride, um, obviously including our LGBTIQ community also. Brilliant. I mean, dates. That's pretty. That's a, it's a, They're pretty five strong pillars, and I think you know that. Uh, that's that's a very impressive program to put in place, and I think you know to see it come to pass to be you know it, it'll be you know I think it's very important. I guess sort of what are your thoughts? On those five pillars, you know, uh, you know, are you impressed as someone who's, you know, quite young in the industry yeah. <laughs> to see this sort of action taking place? Yeah, definitely. I think that they're all really important. And I think the issue before these, you know, these initiatives have been rolled out is that everyone's talking about diversity and it's great and everyone wants to include everyone else, but there might not be, you know, 100% understanding across these pillars. And I think having people like Mark, um, you know, to lead some of these things and have everyone, all levels, from all levels of the company to be part of it and to really nurture these initiatives is great. And I think they really hit the nail on the head with choosing, like really structuring it across five pillars. Like I think that's great. Mm. So I think this is an opportunity for everyone to be involved in uh, and 
you know, choose something that you're really passionate about and make a difference a- across the nation, not just not just in your little bubble that you're in. <laughs> yeah. I guess I just add to that, um, you know, the reason why we feel um, that it's so important and, you know, how we're getting the passion behind it is that we really buy into the the, the value that it adds. Um, really, you know, with an inclusive approach at work, everyone really is a winner. Um, not only the staff, but the business itself and our clients too. Mm. And so I'd just like to sort of talk around those three. Um, yeah, please do. I mean, I was, the, the question, the next question, which I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to address is, yeah, what does it do for the culture within and how does it benefit the business? Yeah, perfect. Um, well, in terms of the staff, I mean, it, it's it's really ultimately creating an environment where that people feel comfortable to work in um, and where people feel that they can be their authentic selves. Um, you know, when we feel like we belong, we do our best work and we feel great doing it at the same time. And also it just makes for a more interesting workplace, you know, mm. more diverse um people that you work with, the more interesting the conversations that happen. And uh, a positive side effect outside of work could also be, you know, um, you know, better relationships back home for you being happier in your in your job and ultimately a happier society. Mm. Um, for the business, um, you know, ultimately, if your staff are happy, feel included and feel like they belong, they're going to be doing their best work. Um, and also it's important for sort of uh, the collaboration and strong team team building strong team relationships you know sometimes um it might just be an ignorant comment that somebody might throw away um you know which is quite normal for them but Mm. it might offend somebody in their team and those kinds of ignorant comments sometimes build up um walls between relationships and you know there's really no place for that in the workplace um so and of course ultimately all of that filters down into the work that we do for our clients uh, so by ha- by having a diverse pool of talent, um, we attract you know differing perspectives, mm-hmm. um, and it really allows for creativity and innovation to thrive. Um, so diversity of thought really is key. Really is a key driver of commercial success. Brilliant. And I mean, I'm going to do a little uh, little plug for an ad news story here. <laughs> but we did a uh, we actually did our own little diversity study with Magic Beans, and uh, there were a few interesting tidbits that came out of it that I'd sort of like to get your thoughts on. I'm not sure if you guys had a squiz at it, but um, the study found that 30% of Adland went to private school compared to just 19 of the general population. I guess, what can the industry do to better accommodate people from other backgrounds? Cool. I think. Something that we've we've recently been involved with was um, we partnered with Career Trackers and we basically were part of a program for an Indigenous internship program um, as it's as I guess part of a WPPANZ initiative mm-hmm. uh, and that worked really well. Like I met the met the intern, super nice, really had something to say, and I think just reaching out and accommodating to to diff- people from different backgrounds just. I guess this is just a starting point and we're really looking looking you know to develop the relation even further maybe turn it into some something more permanent uh, but I think really start that's a great place to start mm. and really getting on board the young generation to be part of this you know program and part of inclusivity in that way is great because it's empowering and I think for me that's really important um, you know you you know you have I guess people at, at work, if you're if you feel comfortable, you you're comfortable both externally and internally. You know, yeah. so it's not just sharing things about what's happening at work, but as well as what's happening outside of work as well. So I think that's really important. And we also had another initiative. 
which I've forgotten at this point. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I might actually come back to that. Yeah. But I think, uh, and again, it's just it came from our study, so please feel free to disagree. But yeah, uh, found that uh, those in media live in affluent suburbs, aged twenty-five to thirty-five, uh, have a higher education, which I pointed out. Uh, there's more in private school, that sort of thing. Yeah. And again, the overall study concluded that it's not reflective of mainstream Australia. Is there any thought on that? Um, yeah, I guess. I don't know if I fully agree with that. Personally. Yeah, that, no, no, please don't. <laughs> um, and I think something that we're also doing is to like we're looking to move towards more performance-based recruitment sure. and that type of thing because it's not, I guess, a necessity in this day and age that you have to be qualified for a particular role. It might just be more of who you are and how you perform at work as to whether you get promoted into a certain position and not necessarily where you've come from. Um, so, yeah, it, just looking at my team, it, like, specifically, we have people from private schools and public schools and people who live in what they classify as affluent suburbs and people who don't. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a great thing and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, so I think it's cool, but I think for our in our company, we have a very, very mixed bag, I guess, of yeah. backgrounds and where people have studied and come from. Even just looking at like what people what people did in university, if they had anything to do with media or not. Mm. I think those things are super important in um, you know, what they can bring to the workplace. So right. yeah. And Mark, did you have any thoughts? Oh yeah, just to build on what Aditi yeah. was saying there, I guess um, you know, in summary we find that people from diverse backgrounds, um, you know, historically may not have, have had access to higher education. Mm. Um, so um, we're sort of training our managers to not recruit in their own image, you know, not, you know, looking for people like them, but, you know, rather sort of expand the talent pool that they're looking at. Um, not only those who've gone through higher education, but identify, you know, the attributes of people that are high performers in the business at the moment. Um, and see what you know character skill uh, character traits that they might have, um, and then go out and look for you know young talent that have similar traits and at- attributes. That's that's who we're trying to bring into the business. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, th- I think you actually made a really good point there, which is not doing something in your own image or doing it in your own thoughts. And for me personally, um, it's about learning. I think the big issue there for diversity is you've got to be willing and open to learn. I mean, how much of that do you agree with? I mean, there's, there's got to be a willing to accept cultural differences there's got to be willing to accept you know your own biases as well i mean uh, you know i'm sure you know people aren't afraid to say it anymore you know we've all had our ingrown biases from whether it's our parents or how we've grown up so how much of it do you think is about yeah having a good process of learning within the workplace i think it's really important (laughs) Uh, i think if you have everyone that's the same you're going to get the same results right Mm -hmm. and you're going to have the same ideas and you're probably not going to have the best growth. And I think if it's the opposite, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's the best way to go. Like even with this conversation, we'll all have different backgrounds. We're all from different places, different educations. And that makes for a great conversation and great ideas. And I think that's what really cultivates that type of environment. Yeah. In the workplace. Um, I guess, you know, the ABS, the Australian Bureau of Statistics, which is the hotbed for entertainment and joy, <laughs> their stats say that 11% of Australian workers are under 30 are parents. But in our results, not one person under 30 had kids. Uh, what can the industry, I guess, do? Or how, sorry, let me rephrase. 
Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. How important is it to support women in the industry? And do you think those results are reflective as well within Mediacom? Do you see women under 30 with children? I mean, you know, general thoughts again? I guess at Mediacom, you know, we like to turn that question on on its head really and, and say that, you know, we prefer to view... Um, gender equality rather than, you know, um, favoring men or women, mm-hmm. um, looking after the interests of men and women alike. Um, so we've got various, you know, policies in place, uh, paid parental leave for both men and women, um, primary caregivers policies, uh, which allows flexible working, you know, to help care for their children, uh, mentoring programs, leadership skills programs, wellness programs. Um, yeah. 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 I think... Yeah, I 100% agree. It's about the gender balance. So, yes, I think it's important to support women, but you don't want to leave anyone behind. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so we, we even have a uh, walk-to-talk training program that offers women in leadership the opportunity to accelerate their professional and personal successes. And I think that really helps women who have maybe never been in a leadership position before or have come back from maternity leave mm. and things like that to really, you know, get back on their feet and cope better. Um, and we really want, you know, female leaders to be champion, championing championing this because I guess, yeah, as I said before, our, our executive leadership team is 50-50 male and female, but traditionally that's not always the case. And mm-hmm. so we really want to maintain that. So I think, yeah, really having a balance and empowering both genders is great <laughs> yeah that's a, i mean that is a fantastic way to look at it i mean i look and i appreciate you guys for turning that question on its head by the way that was um i hadn't even thought of looking at it that way and that's you know my foolishness coming out um nah. <laughs> but i guess you know we all like to peer at each other's homework obviously not myself um, i'm a very you know independent journalist and i don't look at what other people are doing or learn strategy from anywhere um but moving on from that i think we all do like to peer at each other's homework in regards to who's doing what you know is someone doing it better than me am i could i learn something from this do you see, and this is a two-pronged question, and take it how you wish, but do you see other businesses doing worse? Do you see other businesses doing better? And what learnings can you give to them? And what learnings can you take from others? Cool. Uh, I think that, oh, it's a good question <laughs> to start <laughs> off with, but I think there's always something to learn mm. from someone else, um, whether that's you, whether that's a different company, whether that's your client. I think... A really good thing that we've done is, for example, with the All Means All initiative is to really structure it and make it, give it pillars and give it people who are working on these issues from the ground up. I think there's always things we can improve on. Um, and for us, this initiative is quite new. So it's I'm going to be interested to see where it goes. Mm. Uh, but I think there's always really 
interesting things you can learn from companies who have maybe been doing this for longer. Um, But yeah, what I would say is that I think some people, I mean, some companies maybe might be looking at diversity as a big chunk, Mm. as just a big thing that we need to approach Mm. and might not know how to approach that. So I think the the fact that we've broken it down into pillars is super important because it's a little bit, it's one of those things, like you're not going to study a whole book at once, you're yeah, going to study totally. it in chapters. And I think that's the same way. We're doing it in bite-sized pieces with people who are focused and passionate about particular things. So I think, yeah, there's definitely things we can learn. Um, and maybe I need to do some more research <laughs> as to what that is. But yeah, I think there's always something to, to learn from someone else. So we, I think I think the issue is that everyone needs to be having this conversation, yeah. but not just that diversity is a thing and we need to be doing something about it. But what are we going to do about it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I certainly think that um, you know the creative industries can look uh, to uh, the banking industry as an example. I've got some friends who work for um, you know J.P. Morgan and Westpac, for example, and they're on their diversity and inclusion program. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, not least because it's a very large organisation, so they've got you know much more staff than we generally do to uh, look after. Um, but they also have may have the budgets that you know can back the programs that they're developing for their staff. Mm. Um, so you know, I'm, through the initiatives that we got for Mediacom, I'm collaborating with my my friends who are um, with in the banking industry to learn from them and bringing the learnings um, into the workplace at Mediacom. Brilliant. Actually, you sort of you sort of tipped me to another question I actually didn't ask. But is there any sort of not and not in media like obviously Westpac, um, you know, JP Morgan. Is there any other sort of companies that you look to and say, gee, they're really doing that well? For me, it would be like you know Spotify or something like that. You know, one of those you know cool companies. <laughs> but um, I guess yeah. Is there any standouts for you or anyone that jumps to mind? Well, I'm part of the um, Pride M uh, pillar, which is part of our All, All Means All initiative. Yep. Um, so I'm quite active in the LGBTIQ community, um, and as part of the sort of outreach work that I do, um, or the community engagement work that I do, uh, I've seen uh, the likes of Uber really step up to the plate mm-hmm. and um, you know host events and functions and initiatives, uh, not only for their staff but for the wider community, um, and also just thinking around Mardi Gras time. Like I think it's A and Z that always dresses up there. Tellers on, on along Oxford Street. Yeah. So um, you know that's that's a sign of, of a big brand that's coming to the party and showing their um, support. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Pretty. That's pretty good. Um, I guess. I mean, you can't you can't really beat that answer, can you? I mean, that's far <laughs> out. Um, I mean, for me, I guess one of the big questions is, and I really want to get your your thoughts on this one, is what is the advice that you can give to you know, agencies, businesses, and individuals as well. Like, I don't think we should just, you know, I think a big part of this is making sure that individuals, at, you know, in their heart know that this is a topic that you, yep. you, know, you can talk about and you should talk about. Oh, yeah, I'd like to kick off with that. Um, you know, I think an inclusion and diversity program is only successful if it really gets the buy-in of mm-hmm. the staff. Um, they really need to have a vested interest um, to really see the effects, uh, the, the positive uh, effects uh, falter through, um, you know, and for the staff to have that vested interest, it really needs to come, um, you know, from the top, from the leadership. Let them sh- uh, show by example. Um, so, really, as a manager, you know, take a zero tolerance stance against discriminatory behaviour. Mm-hmm. Um, lead by example. They don't hire people just like you, like we mentioned earlier, and sort of employ some sort of uh, performance-based recruitment rather than looking to only those who you know have. Um, the necessary qualifications Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course you know show that support for flexible working hours for parents um, 
plan for inclusion and diversity. Like have a plan, have a structure, have a strategy, um, schedule of events for the year. And you know when when somebody uh, on your team comes to you and you know addresses a, a diversity um, issue, you know take the time to really listen and see how you can help. Yeah, I agree. I think it's super important that it comes from the grassroots, right? It's super important that individuals are involved rather than it just being some sort of program that's put out there and enforced onto people. Mm. And I think I've I've personally seen that in such little ways, but that have made me personally feel so much more comfortable in this workplace compared to previous workplaces. Uh, For example, um, during Diwali, which is like my Christmas, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, my team, I I dressed up to work in my traditional outfit and everyone was like so excited and made (laughs) me, it made me feel empowered as well. And basically we're supposed to, I'm supposed to give like sweet food to other people like gift it and instead they went out at lunch didn't tell me came back and bought sweet food for me and it was like I had like I was and my family doesn't live in Sydney so it was it made me super happy um but just little things like that that needs to come from the culture that we nurture uh little things like supporting initiatives or ventures that you have externally um I'm like I'm I'm partnering with YouTube on this project and it's about social issues and it's super exciting but um I kind of kept it to myself told a few people in the team and next thing you know everyone from the company is like reaching out do you need help just supporting me in yeah something that feels really overwhelming and feels like you have a lot of responsibility but people are more willing to I guess be part of inclusivity and making others feel comfortable if it feels natural to them. So if you if you enforce it on someone, mm. it's probably not going to work. Like if someone tells me, you know, if your mum tells you not to do something, you're probably going to do it. <laughs> it works in the same way. If someone's going to enforce something rather than people being involved and coming together about it, yeah, it's going to be 100% more effective, I, I think. Know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I could not agree with you more. <laughs> I always do the opposite of what I'm told, but that's just that's just a personal thing, I think. Um, but I think, you know, I, I guess one of the questions that we sort of spoke about before, you know, we started rolling was, you know, where do you see the biggest issues around diversity that maybe aren't being addressed? And I'm sure there's plenty. Um, so I'm just going to open it to you guys. Well, I think for me, it could be, you know, it's one thing having some sort of policy or structure in place, but unless it's sort of tangible and visible and sort of it's an it's a feeling that you get when you come into an, a corporate workplace um i don't think it's been a success um you know i can speak from um, personal experience you know as a young gay person working in london um a few years ago uh, i was i was working in an environment which was very much like a boys club environment mm-hmm. very aggressive very sort of uh, target and sales driven um and just didn't feel like I could be my authentic self. Like I just felt ashamed for, for being gay. And um, because of that culture, that environment, I felt like I had to leave part of me at the door. Um, and that really just eats away at you a little bit every day. So, you know, and, and so my point is, like, that company did have policies and procedures in place for inclusion and diversity, uh, but the staff weren't living and breathing it. So, you know, it's had a detrimental effect for, for me at the time, um, so much so that I felt like... Um, I really needed to just change my direction in terms of career and, you know, look to the creative industries and thought, you know, maybe that's where I might feel more comfortable. Um, so, and that all turned out pretty well for me. So, yeah. uh, And also, thank you for sharing your personal experience as well. I, you know, I think 
Yeah. It's really important to be 100%. able to do that. Yeah. 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 Oh, and I guess sort of just in summary to that story, like um, the moral really is, uh, you know, t- turning, you know, somebody feeling like they need to leave a part of who they are at the door. Let's try and turn that on its head and, you know, rather let it become people leaving their prejudices at the door yeah. for a bit more yeah. inclusive working environment. Hundred percent. Yeah. No. Um. Well, you know, I'll, I'll end it on an you know equally positive note. I think, you know, there's we've talked about a lot of the challenges. Where are the positive improvements? What have you guys seen in your in your time in the industry that's said, yeah, we're, we're leading a bit of a way. We're doing the good thing. We're making you know we're ticking the boxes and doing it in the right way. Okay. Cool. Dates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think. I guess to start off with uh, something Gemma Hunter, who is our global executive director, creative director, said is we communicate to all people um, and it is important for us to be able to communicate with our audience naturally. And I think the way that we can most best do that is if we are a reflection of the Australian diverse community. Mm-hmm. And whether that's cultural, whether that's you know how you identify any any type of diversity in that big bubble that we like to talk about, I think that that's the best way to go about it. And I think it really just stems from the people. Like, I know as soon as I walk into the doors at Mediacom, I'm like, oh, I don't have to be more Indian or more Australian today. I don't have to be one or the other. And I, I grew up feeling like, oh, in certain situations, I need to be one or the other. And I think a lot of people feel like that. And so... Yeah, coming into a workplace where people are like, oh, hey, I saw that you did this on the weekend and you were wearing this and it was really cool. What was that about? And starting conversation. And if I'm being myself and sharing my story, then other people are going to feel more comfortable to do that too. So I think it's taking an interest in what other people are doing. And yeah, it's, it's not just, you know, it's not just an initiative that you want to push out, but it's really like, personal one-on-one like I don't need to be announcing to everyone about something but it's just really having a conversation and I think it's ironic that's like are you okay day today because it's just it's like having that conversation just about anything and just discussing things one-on-one with someone I think that's where it needs to start well (laughs) I guess uh I will wrap it up shortly but I think what I just wanted to get an understanding for you both is for first and foremost have we not touched on anything that you wanted to make point of? Is there anything that I've missed? I know I get carried away. So, <laughs> But if there's anything I've missed, you know, jump in. But I think my final question will be, as just a general comment, how do you see diversity in the workplace in a sentence or in a couple of sentences? How do you feel that it sits in the grand scheme of things? You know, for me, it would be making progress, addressing the point and getting things done. But I want to hear from you guys. It's not about me. You want to go first? No. <laughs> All right. Uh, off the top of my head, I think it's it's growing in importance and it's about sparking conversation. Amazing. Oh. And I'm usually very indecisive, so <laughs> well, that was really tough that for was, me to that do. That was really good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, I guess it's just about, um, you know, looking internally maybe um, and... Um, paradigm shift internally uh, to make a real difference. Strong. Awesome. Like That's that. a strong finish. <laughs> and we're going to wrap it up there. Dates, thank you so much, Mark. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Thank, thank you. you for Thanks having for having us. us, Josh. It's been really good. No yeah, problems. Thanks. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.